pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thank you for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. For most of history, if someone wanted to copy a drawing, they had to do it by hand. As you can imagine, this was a long, tiring process. But that changed in 1842 when a scientist named Sir John Herschel worked with other scientists to improve a fantastic new creation that he named photography. As he sought to find ways to make photography cheaper for the common person, he stumbled upon a concept that could quickly reproduce complex designs where details needed to be preserved. This process was originally called a cyanotype, but was soon changed to the word we know as blueprint. Now there's a lot of fancy science I'm not qualified to explain in depth, so I'll offer a quick breakdown. Let's say you wanted to reproduce the designs of your house. To start, you'd draw the plan on tracing paper or thin cloth. Next, you'd place the drawing on top of another sheet of paper that was coated in chemicals that made it sensitive to light. After this, you would expose the attached papers to sunlight, where it caused a reaction that turned a paper coated in chemicals bright blue, except where there were pen or pencil marks on the tracing paper. And once you removed the tracing paper, you'd effectively have a negative of the original drawing on the paper coated in chemicals. This completed sheet would be a vivid blue and the drawing would be the same white the sheet was before the process began. Now creating a blueprint, it's so cheap and so effective, this process was used well over a hundred years later, right into the post-World War II years. Blueprints created this way are pretty uncommon now because we have computers. Nevertheless, the name blueprint is commonly used in everyday life nearly 200 years after its creation. While the chemical process was created well after biblical times, scripture is full of plans that were to be perfectly replicated. Hebrews 8 verses 1 through 6 tells us what this process meant for the first century ecclesia. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for the priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. You see how the writer recalled how God showed Moses the patterns of the tabernacle in the wilderness that it might be done exactly as he said. Another way of expressing this is, God's directions for the tabernacle, as well as David's temple much later on, were blueprints for the builders and leaders to follow. And just as a special paper is activated by light to become a blueprint, so were Moses and David guided by the light of God's word to create these buildings to God's specifications. 
through the apostles proving how the law pointed forward to Christ, we're told that the buildings made after God's design were, in fact, blueprints themselves. Yet these were not blueprints or templates for more buildings, but for the character of a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we're told in Hebrews 8, verses 5 and 6. Everything about the law, including the buildings that served as places of worship, was a copy and a shadow of heavenly things. But Christ obtained something far better through his life, death, resurrection, and ascension to heaven. The details in God's schematic pointed forward to characteristics in a man that God is well pleased in. Now this ties into a fundamental principle of our faith, that God doesn't want a physical building made of stones and precious gems and wood. God wants to dwell in and among people, his saints. That's why in 1 Peter 2 verses 4 and 5 we're exhorted, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And this passage raises the most important question for us in our consideration today. How do we become living stones and part of that spiritual house? Well, we must be made of the same building material that Christ is made of now. And we get there by emulating his life and his death in us now. I believe this is best explained in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 24 to 29. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Notice how Thomas mentioned that he must put his fingers in the mark of the nails or print in the King James in order to believe. That word mark is the very Greek word that's used to talk about the pattern of God's tabernacle given to Moses in Hebrews 8. The blueprint we need to follow, the blueprint of discipleship, is manifest in the hands, feet, and side of the Lord Jesus Christ. The pattern we must live is one of self-sacrifice, of manifesting God's character, and one firmly focused on God's mindset being the mentality of all people. We must familiarize ourselves with the wounds Christ endured on the cross. We need to know Jesus, and through him know the Father, that we may one day be made of the same material as him, 
to be a part of a complete spiritual building, New Jerusalem descending from heaven. To all of you out there, from the eldest to the youngest, from those rejoicing to those in sorrow, for those of you strong in faith, to those of you who are not sure what to believe anymore, I just want you to know one thing. There is a U-shaped piece in the blueprint for God's house that nobody but you can fill. So therefore, let us follow Jesus, that the light of the world would cause a reaction within our hearts and within our minds. I'm so glad you spent some time with me today. If you like this devotion, share it with your friends in your ecclesia. Subscribe to Pause to Consider on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform to get instant updates when new devotions are published. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook to discuss this devotion. If you have feedback, you can send it to pause to consider podcast at gmail.com or you can send me a voice message at anchor.fm slash pause to consider slash message. You don't need an account. Just let me know what you're thinking. If you're looking for additional podcasts to better fill your mind with spiritual things, I highly recommend you check out Essential Bible Studies, Good Christadelphian Talks, New Every Morning, and Discerning Daughters. All these are fantastic podcasts to get you thinking about God, to get you thinking about the truth in your life. But above all, I just hope this was helpful for you. I pray that God will continue to bless you until we meet again, whether it be on next week's devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless.